the distant future. CERN learned that the legend of Wormwood was true and that humans cannot live safely on planet Earth. An international team of space explorers is loaded on a first-ever AI, artificial intelligence, operated starship under the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System. The starship, in its multi-century voyage to a distant moon and transporting the people on board in its 20th year, a hibernation pod opens prematurely, and the one person that awakes, Lieutenant Commander Braxton Northfield, saves the ship. But the bigger question was who woke him? That would be the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System, or Alice, as she calls herself. Get your copy of David K. Montoya's emotionally charged chapbook, Alice, a science fiction love story, at www.mythmart.com or wherever books are sold. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm Kevin, and joining me today, as usual, Christian. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing as good as one can do in the middle of December. <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. We're recording this a week a week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much a week, a week before Christmas Eve. Um, and we're just getting, I'm just getting everything like figured out. I think we, we're doing pretty good. With the Christmas shopping for the kids. I think the kids are done. Um, just random things here and there, man. We had, I went to a Christmas party last night. Oh, yeah. Socialize and be an adult. And like, it was a very adult oriented party. And I'm, I'm not good in social situations sometimes, especially when it's people I don't know. Uh, as my wife's like work, like one of her work friends was having a birthday party slash um christmas party uh so i i survived i survived they had lots of ribs i ate ribs and just kind of stuck to myself and me and my wife teamed up and just kind of did our thing and um i knew a couple other people there but like only by like in passing right like some of our co-workers um yeah it was still really fun so so like okay so i kind of want to like, th- is this like a, a not the ideal situation for a party for you? Like, I do not do well in social situations in general. Um, so it wasn't like an official work party, quote unquote, right? It was just mm-hmm. some, someone from her job was having this party. Um, I'm not very good with socializing. Like, I'm just, I'm a very, I'm very introverted person. Until it comes like once I get to know someone or once I'm out and about and kind of mingle a lot and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not very good at parties in general. And it's like, it's, I'm like the nerdy guy at the parties, right? So like, I'm like 43, still build Lego, you know, like, which is fine. Totally cool. Like, I love that about me. But like, you know, sometimes you get into situations where you go to quote unquote adult parties and it's like, this guy's working for a construction company and this guy's, you know, 
a plumber you know what i mean like yeah mm-hmm. i'm a pest control guy but it's very like this very almost feels like this super kind of awkward for me macho you know macho type situation um that i don't really know how to um how to socialize with if that makes I, okay, let's let's kind of this is kind of a fun topic to talk about. I also have a lot of social anxiety. I think I always have um, mm-hmm. easily intimidated by other Same. people. Um, I think at some point, especially I think in high school, I made a conscious effort to try to take on the traits of the things that intimidated me. Right. Oh, if gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. try to equip myself with something so I wouldn't feel so intimidated. So this is a, a weird thing. And I don't know if I've ever really talked about, I've talked about this with students before, but like, if I go to like a party, it, like let's say this was high school and I see like Mr. Cool guy uh, at the yeah. party, I'm like, Oh my God, that's like the coolest guy on campus. Like any of you know, somebody that would intimidate me at that age, like in my head, I would go to, well, at least they can't draw as good as me. Yeah. Right. Which makes no sense. But it gives me the confidence in my head to like be like I feel at least I like on an equal plane, like right. I don't have to feel intimidated by this person. I get that. I totally get that because last night at the party, we were um, one of my wife's work friends that I've known for a while, Alicia and, and her boyfriend. Um, they really like kind of brightened up my night because they were like because they had heard about the podcasting and stuff like that, so they googled yes. me and like <laughs> yes. And, and, and the guy, uh, he was super like, like, he's like, dude, he's like, that's so cool. Like, he's like, he's like, I know I may not look like it, but I'm into that stuff too. Like that nerd, he's in an anime and like all this stuff and, uh, video games and, and that made me feel good. Right. I'm like, and then they started asking me about the comic book, you know, how I'm writing the comic and stuff. And I started thinking about that too. I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's my thing here. Right. Like I'm the podcaster slash comic book writer. You know what I mean? nobody else is doing that here you know which kind of makes me feel it kind of brought a lot of confidence to me right like i wasn't competing right with all this other stuff is like my own little bubble and that made me feel better so i completely understand what you're talking about there in okay i i'm gonna say this maybe cryptically because i don't know if this is something you want to talk about publicly but you had mentioned this week that you were going to start doing something in January. Yes. Yes. Is this something that you want to talk about? Can we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, definitely. And I'm okay, so, so you tell everybody. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm kind of on this new trend of like, so honestly, I'm not going to lie. This all started in November um, or even before that, when I cut out like soda, like regular soda, like I know, you know, sugar-free soda and, and diet soda is still not good for you. It still has issues. But I started noticing the effects on my body. I was like, I'm losing weight. I went down from 175 to 160. I'm at 160 now, like healthy 160, not like decrepit 160. In November, I had uh, did this challenge for St. Jude on Facebook, which was just one of those silly things like, you know, a, a thousand pushups in the month of, November, month of November, raise money for charity. Started doing that. I started feeling really good. Like I, I literally hit my, like I hit like fifth, I think 1600 pushups in the month of November. Cause I went over the limit and it just felt good. And each day I was doing more and more pushups. And so I've been wanting to do, I, so I've been wanting to get into something physical for a while, specifically boxing. 
I've been wanting to do boxing for a while because it's very, and for my anxiety and stuff, and the exercise has been helping with the anxiety and stress and all this other stuff. Um, you had talked about it before, actually, too, about how you were going to the gym a lot to deal with your, you know, depression and stuff like that. Um, so uh, it's something I've been looking into for a while. It kind of got lucky. One of my wife's friends, she she started doing it recently and she wants someone to do it with. She was like, we're looking for something. She's like, well, Kevin wants to do it too. Um, and so we kind of started talking about it and she's been doing it for a couple of weeks and I've been getting very interested. And so, yeah, we signed up, um, ready to go in January. I'm going to start boxing, um, which is, which makes me feel super, super good about myself. Uh, but also I'm hoping it gives me more self-confidence and gets me out of these bubbles that I'm in. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to socialize with people there, right. Whether it's, you know, and it's not like full contact, like, you know, Evander Holyfield boxing, right. It's like training and like probably sparring and stuff like that, which I'm totally cool with. Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna start boxing in January and I'm very, very excited about it. So Kevin texted me this information Briefly, mm -hmm. like really quick, like, hey, I think I want to start boxing. Yeah. I remember I called you and then we missed each other's. We were playing yeah. a little bit, but we never got to really talk about this. I can't, right. can't, cannot tell you how long I've been waiting. Um, <laughs> I love boxing. Like, I love, love boxing. I, I we don't talk about sports on this on this channel. You um, don't. Yeah, no. I, I know. Like, you know, we're, we're not really huge, huge sports guy. I am a big basketball guy um, on and off. But like right now, I'm a hardcore in basketball mode. But I'm always in like uh like combat, like hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat mode. Like mm. I, I, I teach anatomy. For those of you that don't know, like I, I teach anatomy at, at some some art schools. Um, so the thing that I love the most about combat sports is anatomy. I think like, and I, I use a lot of boxing. I use a lot of mixed martial arts in my class. Um, it's a huge <laughs> part of my lecture, like a huge, huge part of my lecture about movement, about um, containment. Um, about manipulation, about manipulating people's anatomy against each other, against themselves. It's brilliant and it's beautiful. And if you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. like it's expression too. And I think that's what I love so much about like basketball and boxing, because like, like, like I kind of try to explain it to people. Like if you want to learn football and you really think about football, it's the funnest thing to play with a group because you don't need to know anything. You just, can you catch a ball? Can you that and run? Then we can all play. Right. But mm -hmm. if you want to like box, there's a lot of stuff you have to learn. Right. There's a lot of stuff you have to learn. If you want to learn basketball, there's a lot of stuff you have to learn. But like it's like a new language almost. But when you learn it and you become fluent in it, you can completely express yourself freely. Right. And it's like there's like this beauty of movement. And I think one of the things and this is why I'm so excited for you, Kevin, because I think we're like on the same path. Like it was the same thing yep. for me. I was eating a little bit better. And then I started to lose weight and then I just wanted to push. So for those of you, because this is audio only, I started off this year at about 195, 197 pounds. Uh, mm -hmm. My goal was to get down to 166. Uh, I'm currently at like 152. Oh, wow. Right now. Yeah, I lost a lot. So um, I currently am like in the gym two to three hours a day. So like. I'll do a lot of cardio. I'll try to do if I can like six or seven miles a night. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then a lot of like, so for me, like the working out, I, I can't just sit there and bench. I can't just like do a repetitive action like right. that. It has to be a, a task. So like, that's why basketball works so well. 
that's why I'm so excited because like boxing is like yeah, I can't wait. It's and it's like the sweet science, man. Because it's just about like it's it's a, such a mental game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's just about like reading your opponent and then playing against that. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for you. Well, thank and you. I think going back to like becoming that thing that intimidates me, like you know, honestly, like you know, when I I'm out of shape, and uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're out of shape, you know what I'm talking about. If somebody mm-hmm. walks into the room and they're just like that jawline is like cut from stone. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh shit! You like sit sit up straight. You know, like you you notice that person, and it's not like they're intimidating, but like you're like, like you realize all of the things that you can do about yourself that could be mm-hmm. better. You know, like like I want to be that. I want to like not that I want to intimidate anybody. You know what I mean? But I want right. Like, I I I don't want to feel that when other people walk in. Like you know what I mean? If that makes sense. No, it's it's a self confidence thing, and like you said, I love the mental clarity of it all. Right, like you're constantly thinking, and I need to get kind of get back in that mindset. You know, especially when I'm writing or like when I'm doing these, even doing podcasts, right, or whatever you're doing. Like it's important to have that mental clarity. I feel like working out and and doing all the stuff has really helped me with that. Like it truly has. Like it's made me more confident in every aspect of my life. So I'm really excited to get into a physical zone where I can use my brains as well and and use that mentality to be one step ahead of people so that I can use that in my normal day-to-day life also, because it's super, super important. Um, And also what happens is, dude, when you hit like a certain age, it's, (laughs) listen, and this isn't like, you know, this isn't like health hour here, but like, it's super important to take care of yourself, right? Because like, I'm, I'm like I said before. I'm I'm 43. A Christian, you're for almost 41. 40, yeah, I'm 41. 41. You are 41. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it's never too late. It's never too late to get in there and like you know I've always kind of been. I don't want to say fit, but I've I've never been super out of shape, right? Which which I'm grateful for, but like I've never been in shape, if that right. makes sense, right? I've right, I've been right. almost there, but not quite there. Um, I, I want to get there. And it's, again, it's just, it's for me. Like, I, I love what you said about, you're not trying to be the person who intimidates people. You just want to be that guy that you look at and be like, wow, like, yeah, the dude's a specimen, right? Like, yeah, I, gonna be- I want at least feel that way. You know yeah. what I mean? I walk around with that confidence too. Yeah. And- like, I'm never going to be like, you know, superhero shape. I'm never going to be Brad Pitt. Like, I get that. Right. Like, but I'm me and you're you and everyone is their own person and you make the best of it. Right. I I think like if I, for me, I needed to treat the fitness as a, like a result as opposed Mm -hmm. to like a goal. Like I don't, like I don't go to the gym to get fit. I go to the gym to get good at basketball, but the getting in shape was just, just like a a side result of everything. That's exactly what I'm doing with the boxing. Like I just think it would, um, I, I, I need to learn how to fight a little are you, bit. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. You're right-handed. Okay. So like, I'm going to start I, sending you some cool stuff. Um, oh dude, absolutely, man. I'm so stoked, man. I'm, I'm so stoked. I need to, I want to get in shape. Want to, you know, like I said, strengthen that, those mental muscles, physical muscles, be more focused and in the moments and learn how to fight. Like I want to learn how to fight. And again, I, it's not about think, beating people up. But. No, but Kevin, I'm going to assume you've never been in a fight before. Never. Same. Never. Same. Yeah. 
Um, first of all, I'm fucking charming. So why would anybody <laughs> punch me in the face? Um, I can talk my way out of everything. Um, I, that's I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, I'm the funny guy. I don't I don't fight. I'll joke my way out of anything. Um, yeah. And I am um, not afraid of looking pathetic. So um, that, is, that, that was my thing. That was my main thing in high school. Just I didn't care. Like, I had no shame. I was yeah. just like, I'm going to run. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to not get pounded. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've, you know, and like there you play these scenarios in your head. I, I think every guy has had that, like, whatever you're walking down the street with like your spouse and you have this fantasy, like, so hey, give me your purse. And you're like, Hey, rah, rah, rah. right. Like you take them out and like, Oh, you know, or whatever the fantasy is. Uh, and then like the reality of like, you know, the situation we, nobody know. I don't know. I'm, I know like in my head, yeah. I'm like, Oh, we're making choke hold, hold for three <laughs> seconds, carotid artery. And the reality, it would be like, ah! like, you know what I mean? Just panic. Like, I don't, I don't know. So I, I think like that's kind of the whole thing behind you know like the the physical discipline is like is the fundamentals like do the fundamentals so much so that way when you are in the situation it's just muscle memory it's yeah. like you, you you go into like so I think we've talked about this before and I think like this is the perfect time to talk about it flow state right like yeah like so this is I know a big thing in sports but I know this is like a big thing in like the creative world too of like when we get into that flow state so if you're listening to this it's it's basically like the equivalent of like you're a boxer and like perfect analogy and like you just everything is perfect like perfect timing you throw the the your left hook at the exact right time you jab at the right time you juke at the right time you juke right at the right time and then you hook at the right time it's just like you you can almost see it happening and you're watching mm -hmm. everything in like third person it's just everything is in perfect synchronicity and you're like in pure focus right like that that feeling which is like i've heard described before and i've only maybe experienced like a handful of times you know right um, but recently like recently and i think like this comes back to like the the re re attachment to your physical self because i feel like i can only speak for myself i realized for like the last 10 years i i have so few pictures of myself because i i just did not Same. like the way that i looked. so like and that makes me really really sad you know what i mean but it was like so not uh, not only do i not think of my physical self as myself but like i also just like was ashamed of it so now at least i feel like my not only coordination is back you know what i mean and like mm -hmm. i feel attuned again with my body but i'm also no longer ashamed you know what i mean yeah uh, so there's yeah, so many benefits to everything yeah. and like I, I again i don't want this to be like a fitness thing because nobody fucking wants to hear that no but, you know what I mean? But it's just like when you're there, you just want that for everybody too, you know, because it's like. It's, it's again, it's a confidence thing. We're all about mental health here. Like we appreciate mental health and every, you know, people have different techniques and different methods of dealing with their mental health. And this happens to be one of ours, right? Like working out and stuff like that I found has really helped out a lot. Do whatever makes you happy. But again, you know, like, like you were just talking about, it's all about confidence, right? Like building that confidence and being confident in pictures and in all that stuff. I'm the same way. Yeah. Totally hated pictures. Like I still do. Like I, I still do. I'm still not totally comfortable with it, but I feel more, I feel better about it. Like yeah. if someone was to take a picture of me, I'd be super happy. And plus listen, sports and fitness 
probably two of the nerdiest things on the planet, if you think about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, I mean, it, people are, and I don't use that word like in a bad way, nerdy. I mean, my public life is an American nerd. Like we're nerdy. We're all nerdy about something. And there are people who take fitness super seriously and they're super nerdy about it. Same with sports. Like sports is like this whole other world of nerdiness that like I'll never know. <laughs> But like, I know people who are in that world, right, are nerdy about sports, and that's what they're nerdy about. Um, and that's what we do here. We talk about nerdy stuff. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm super stoked. Thank you for bringing it up. Actually, it was really nice to talk about it. I haven't actually yeah. talked about it in, in, since, you know, I kind of texted you and stuff. So that was I'm that was- so excited for you. I'm like, I want to do it. I've always wanted to do boxing. I've thought about jujitsu because I have friends that do jujitsu, but I don't know about rolling around with my face yeah, in I- a stranger's crotch. So. Right. Um, I, I, I was thinking about all the different options you know you have things like you know you have all kinds of st- you have martial arts mm-hmm. you have mma you have um what do you call it uh like even thing like um what, what do they call it what's that muay thai jujitsu yeah kickboxing um, cross cross tech no oh cross training or yeah like, cross training. yeah uh, cross training like that stuff is like insane to me like i yeah. i it's a crazy crossfit there you go. crossfit crossfit yeah, yeah yeah boxing though just seemed like a good medium like i felt like i feel like i kind of have a build for a boxer <laughs> like that's kind of what i can do mm-hmm. um so yeah man i'm super super excited about it super stoked so uh we'll keep you all updated like speaking of which okay i let's like, like really quick because i want to just please. keep talking about this no because uh, you said you you feel like you have the build for this uh i recently okay so i uh, I, I'm Filipino. Uh, I'm five eight, um, about mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I think if you look at me, you would probably wouldn't think I was five eight. And I'm not saying five eight's tall. I'm not saying that I'm tall for a Filipino, maybe. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, I look short. I have a big head. I've got sh- really short legs, and I have a long torso, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. So like, if I'm standing like next to Dana, who's five two, our hips are exactly at the same spot. Right. Okay. So like our legs are the same thing. So it's crazy. I've seen people like that are like shorter than me. Like I'm again, five, eight, I've seen people that are like five, four and their hips are way higher than mine, which is like crazy to me. So I just saw this thing and he was talking, they were talking about like, it was like a bio biological thing of like mm-hmm. the differences between cultures and like ethnicities and the, our different builds. And he's talking about how climate dictates proportion so he was like when you look at like these cold climate places like a lot of asia like it's long torsos and shorter shorter limbs to keep the heat in and then if you look at the hot places like africa it's shorter torsos longer limbs to expel heat and i'm like now like that makes so much sense because i was talking to one of my students who was an old staff sergeant in the army 12 years Mm -hmm. and he was like dude i made my guys run 12 miles in the morning, 10 miles at night. And I was like, oh, I could never do that. And he so quickly just looked me up and down and so dismissively was like, oh, of course not. Your legs are too short. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, <laughs> um, which is true. Oh, wow. You know, right. like that, it makes running much more difficult for me. I'm not cut out for running, but I, the point that I'm getting to is I think that I, like, if you're going to the gym to try to get a body like like people make the mistake of i'm gonna start swimming because i want to look like michael phelps oh this is what i'm gonna try to dispel for you guys as an anatomy teacher Uh, michael phelps doesn't look the way he does because he's a swimmer he's a swimmer because he looks the way he does yeah if you look at conor mcgregor 
like his pecs do not connect normally. His right. his pecs connect lower than a normal person. He literally has a biological advantage. He's he has more leverage on the punch, right? So it takes less energy for him, and he can punch with more force, yeah. faster and more efficiently than the normal human being. That's what athletes are, right? This is why Kevin Garnett is like over seven foot. This is you know what I mean. This is why you like why I'm not in the NBA. You know what I mean. This is why we see like gymnasts. This is why Michael Phelps is shaped the way these these. All of these athletes have a biological advantage. So, like, don't go to the gym and then, like, beat yourself up because, like, why do I not look like Michael Phelps? You are never going to. You know what I mean? Like, understand your body type and then, like, work towards that, too, I think. And then you can learn your metabolism, too, without getting, like, too crazy. Um, And that way you won't, like, beat yourself up or cry, like, you know. Yeah, no, that's super important to remember. Um, like I said before, like I know I'm not going to be like Chris Hemsworth, right? I'm not going to have like that physique. I just can't, like that's just not me. Um, but I can do what works for me and what, you know. You know, it's funny. Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, uh, dude. Kumail. Yeah. Famously went from a, a normal, great shape, stand-up comedian mm-hmm. on a show that we all love to sculpted out of granite. 100 um, percent, dude that guy absolutely and he i remember seeing this it was before he got buff because he did that movie with dave batista and he oh, yeah. was talking about getting in shape I, I think he like it was i think he had gotten the marble thing it had not mm-hmm. finalized he didn't talk about it publicly but he had said on a talk show with dave batista i'm thinking about getting in shape do you think i can get as big as you and dave batista again very quickly very dismissively <laughs> said no he was like, you don't have my friend. He was like, you can't. No way. Um, and not that he couldn't get as big as Dave Bautista, but I mean, look at what he was able to do. Oh, dude, he looks fantastic. Incredible. He looked incredible. Such night and day. Like, watch, like, uh, what was that one movie he did? Um, gosh, what was that movie called that was based on his, his true life? Oh, I can't oh, believe God, I, I love I, that movie. Um, the big, the big, uh, the big, big sick. Yeah, the big sick. Amazing movie. And then, like, watch the Eternals. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> crap. Like, that guy. Um, yeah, we got to see him do his thing once. Man. That guy is so funny. We, uh, Dan Harmon has a, uh, you know, Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. uh, creator of Community and Rick and Morty. He had a, used to have a podcast called Harmon Town. Mm-hmm. And they used to do it live in L.A. And the tickets were always free. You can always go to a live oh, thing. That's cool. We went to check it out. And it was a night he had Kamel Nanjiani on and, and um uh, 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 I can't remember the his um sidekick's name, but yeah, it was a really fun show. Um, then they did some really fun D and D stuff and everything because they closed the show out every week with like a D and D segment where they advance their characters and stuff, and that was always a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, Camille was just incredible. We also got to go see an episode of uh, At Midnight when Chris Hardwick was was um hosting it and Kamel happened to be on that night too. I think it was Kamel Nanjiani and like Thomas Lennon and like some other really, really cool people. So yeah, Kamel's awesome. Kamel's a real deal. Super funny guy. Yeah. Um but yeah um let's talk a little bit about uh so we did lose a couple amazing Hollywood talents this past week, which I kind of just wanted to talk about real quick because uh, it's kind of lingering on my mind. And these two people kind of shaped um, a lot of my um, just kind of how I view like television specifically. They're both mainly known for their television stuff, um, but they did move on to other stuff. So the first one I really need to talk about is Andre Brower. Um, 
an actor. He was uh, he's Captain Holtz on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, he unfortunately passed away uh, earlier this week. The age of 60, I believe he was 61. Um, let me see. Yeah, he was 61 years old. Uh, he had a brief illness. Jeez. No one knows really what happened there. But yeah, he passed away. Um, I know him. Uh, so there used to, I've talked about the show before. And I think it's easily one of my favorite police procedurals of all time. It's called Homicide, Life on the Streets. Um, it was an NBC drama that aired during the 90s. It was really good it did some really really effective um police stuff it, it really got me into true crime like it really be, got me pulled me into the world of true crime um and it's it got dark and it got twisted and it even like kind of paved the way for my horror love of horror in a weird way like it kind of you know i was like 13 when the show premiered um it was actually something me and my grandma used to watch so we used to talk about like the new episodes and stuff uh the show is from david simon who eventually went on to do the wire which is considered one of the greatest television shows of all time uh this was kind of the predecessor to that homicide life on the streets was a very like i said a gritty cop drama and it kind of paved the way for things like the wire right like it it was very kind of it was ahead of its time for network television it was based in Baltimore, uh, police detectives who, you know, were, you know, talking, you know, solving murders. Um, he played, uh, Andre Brower played this detective, uh, Detective Pembleton, who was this really, really super intimidating, but super charming police officer, like detective, like his performance in the show, like has paved, like every time I watch a detective show, I'm like, or like a police procedural like that's the landmark I like I point to and I'm like you cannot be like the, like no one has ever come close to his detective Pembleton and he was kind of the breakout star of that show even though it was an ensemble cast like people were just talking about his character he's one of those detect you know when I think about like interrogations right like police interrogations I think about him I'm like this this is how you do it like this is how they're done like he's your best friend like he's like super nice super charming just like hey man come on just tell me tell me tell me what you did man like tell me what's up the second you confess like he's the most intimidating scariest mother and he's not leaving that room so he gets every single bit of information out of you that he can um this guy he showed up in in, in so much stuff over the years like he's one of those actors that like you see and you're like oh like i know that guy you may not know his name but you're yeah. like, oh, like that guy's incredible. He's amazing. Um, you know, throughout the years, he's been in films. He was in City of Angels. He was in, uh, he was like one of the other angels mm -hmm. along with Nicolas Cage's character. He was in a movie I I love. I saw, I, did you ever see the movie Frequency? No. <clears throat> no. So I, no, I know the movie though. I'm a big, big, big fan of Frequency, except for the take the Jim Caviezel out of it <laughs> now. But Frequency is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated movies of the early 2000s. Like it's, you know, it's it's this really beautiful father and son story, right? Like no. for those who don't know, like Jim Caviezel plays a character in modern day and he comes across a like a CB radio thing, like, a, like one of those units. And somehow the wires get crossed and he's able to talk to his dad in the past who had passed away a long time ago. His dad was a firefighter passed away in a fire so he's able to communicate with them over that way 
Um, the dad's played by Dennis Quaid. Uh, and so he kind of start, starts to help his dad so that he doesn't die. He's like, maybe we can figure this out. But there's also happens to be a serial killer. on the loose. There's a serial killer in the city that they've been trying to catch. And by kind of him helping his dad, his dad ends up in all these situations where he's at the scene every single time. So Andre Brower's mm-hmm. character is like the uh, police chief who is also like his friend. But he's like, dude, like something's fishy. You're always at these crime scenes. Like, we got to figure this out. What's going on? Um, so anyways, he's on his case. And Andre Barrow, again, plays the detective. Like he's, He was very tight cast over the years, unfortunately. But he does it so well. Um, his performance in that movie is fantastic. There's like one scene in that movie that I always think about that's based back. I believe it's in the 60s when he's talking to, you know, Dennis Quaid's character is trying to convince him. He's like, look this is going to happen in this baseball game. Like watch this baseball game. You will see the scuff mark on the shoes. Like there's a scene, you know, the baseball hits the shoes and the detective like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. The detective is, you know, Andre Brown's characters at this diner. He's watching the game and he's like, all right. He's like, turn up the, you know, he asked the bar, you know, he's like, turn up the game. I want to see what's going on here. And the thing happens, like the thing happens. And he's like, Oh shit. Like, this guy's for real, like something's going on. But that moment of like clarity and figuring it out is just one of the most like, I don't know, it's just super effective. And the way he plays it, like his face is just like, it goes from like the staunch, serious detective to like the sense of wonder and like all like, he's like, holy crap, like this is real. Like this is all real, like time, this whole time thing and everything. And he ends up kind of helping the dad kind of figure everything out. Um, fantastic movie amazing movie has a really great ending um just a beautiful father-son story and i highly 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 recommend that movie if you haven't seen it and of course brooklyn 99 uh brooklyn 99 he he's one of those guys also that just commands a room when he's in the scene brooklyn 99 he did that perfectly as captain holt did you ever you ever watch brooklyn 99 at all? yes love it okay yeah you know holt like he's yeah. he's this super he's this giant teddy bear but like the second he's in a room he's super intimidating super like he's like the police chief right like the captain like he's that guy um but he also had this really sweet funny side to him too that was just incredible which we didn't get to see a lot of throughout his career he was always kind of more the serious angle but brooklyn 99 really seemed to open him up and he um he even talks he used to talk about his time on that show saying it was like some of the best times he ever had and being around all those comedic people and being around that environment was amazing um but yeah he uh he, it's such it's a devastating loss because he was just he was an incredible talent and it's really really sad when people like that um are gone you know because you know you're not going to see them anymore um so yeah um yeah, he passed away last Monday. Um, so uh, it's just devastating loss. The other loss we had this week was uh, Norman Lear. Don't know how many of you are familiar with Norman Lear, but you definitely, definitely, definitely know his stuff. He was a TV writer, a TV producer, and a creator. He created everything from uh, Sanford and Son to um, Good Times to mod to the jeffersons like the jeffersons was kind of his big show uh he was one of the first people to introduce like social commentary into sitcoms like shows that we have today would not exist if it wasn't for him like he paved this way so 
very much like Lucy and Desi did back in the day when they Desi Lou Productions. They paved a whole new way for television. Norman Lear came along and kind of took that, took what they created and turned it into its own thing and and moved it forward in society. Um, his shows became about you know social issues like race and like um, you know uh, what do you call it? Sorry, like upper class, middle class, lower class, like class issues and things like that. I didn't realize this. I was looking at his bio. He actually had a hand in South Park too. Like he would come on and help them out. And he actually voiced a couple episodes uh, for them and he would help them kind of, he was a, basically their consultant. Uh, he was also the, uh, he uh, officiated uh, Trey Parker's wedding to his wife, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, he wow. passed away. Uh, this past week, also, I believe it was the day after, actually, Andre Brower passed away. Um, this guy made history with his TV shows. And um, yeah, another super talented um, individual that's going to be missed. Uh, he he was 101. So he, he lived, lived a full life. life. Yeah, lived a full life. Um, he was well known for a lot of his social activities in real life, too. He was always very progressive, moving things forward. Uh, he served in the military. Uh, he just has this really, really great resume of just this really incredible life that that I think, uh, you know, he, he showed up on Conan quite a bit. You know, he showed up, he was, you know, he's considered one of the great comedy writers. So he's shown up on Conan. He was friends with Jimmy Kimmel. He was friends with all of these really funny people. He's friends with Mel Brooks, like... He's kind of in that camp of um, of talents. So, uh, yeah, he lived a good life. He created some really great things, and he gave us some really, really amazing television that really made things the way they are today. So I wanted to bring those two up because they're super, super important um, individuals and, and just amazing talents. So, yeah, that's all I want to say about those guys. Um so let's talk I just real quick. I just kind of listen. Christmas is almost here, man. I know we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, are you ready? What it, have you been? So like, I feel like this year, like each year we seem to get further and further behind with what we watch and what we do around the holidays. Not necessarily do. I mean, as far as we used to have like a pretty steady list of things, Christmas movies we had to watch before Christmas. Same with Halloween, things like that. This year's just been, we have school activities. I have two teenagers. So they're out with friends doing their own things, like doing all this stuff. So we don't really have time. You know, we haven't even watched Home Alone yet, which is kind of a sin for us. Uh, we normally would have had that on the docket. Um, today we watched The Muppets Christmas Carol, which oh. is favorite movies of all time. That's been yeah. Yes. Um, there's a Christmas episode of Ted Lasso, which has become one of my all-time favorite Christmas episodes of television ever. We watch that every year since it came out a couple years ago. Um, we have kind of the basic run of things on that we watch Gremlins and stuff like that. Um, what about you, Christian? Have you been able to watch anything? Are you prepared? Are you prepared for Christmas? I am ill-prepared. I am somewhat prepared. I've gotten some of the gifts that I need to get. Um, I, I've taking that list down of gifts of, uh, of people that I'm buying gifts for. It doesn't have to be so crazy because I feel right. like that's that takes away from my mental health. So, um, but, you know, uh, you know, as, as much as I can, uh, that part of it. No, because I didn't realize that we were in the middle of December. I've just been oh. so busy with stuff. And then I'm like, why are there twinkly lights everywhere that I go? I'm like, oh, wow. 
uh, that happened so quickly. So I, I do love this time of year, though. Like, there's this. I it's I think as you get older, that like feeling that Christmas spirit, you know, uh, becomes more and more fleeting. Um, so it's you know I really really try to to like let myself just hear you know hearing like the jingles and like you know like. I am not a person who hates that Mariah Carey song. I have always loved that Mariah Carey song. I know that's a hot take because everybody oh, hates that song so I much. I think it's good. I think yeah, it's it, it brings uh it 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 warms up the hot cocoa in my black little heart. So you have a just a, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Yes, that is the Mariah Carey song. That is my favorite. Okay. Yeah, like it's not even ironic. It's been that since I was a little kid, and like. Um, it's really fun. Even the other by number two is still another Mariah Carey song. So yeah. um I've yeah, it's um I, I do love it. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't been able to like watch any of the things. Um yeah, I've been I've been kind of in my head and I've also like with, with the basketball stuff and then mm-hmm. um with work, it's just with finals and everything. I just haven't had a chance. The other thing too is yeah. I only have about three weeks between now and when I might the next semester starts. So what me and a bunch of the students were talking about is we are all desperately trying to schedule out uh, what video games we're going to be playing for the next three months. Oh yeah. To make the most of it. Um, so that's how do you have, cause that's kind of a big holiday thing for me is always like video games. Um, this time of year is always when the big AAA games drop. Um, so it really, it was always like November, December, you know what I mean? Like the last yeah. few months of the year, uh, the past couple of years, it hasn't been that I would say since the release of like a series X and PS five, like that's been like a really slow release on games. Mm. Um, and then there's just been like the whole thing of like, Oh, like nobody could get the consoles at first. And so nobody was trying to release games. So I got out of it. It's weird since COVID, I haven't been playing games a lot during the holidays. Yeah. Um, but are there any games that you're like trying to play? right now right now dude i i wish i had this i'm not saying this like in a bad way but like i don't have time to play games like really get into games because like work and then like again like you know doing all this you know stuff with the kids and everything like there's I i find i have more time than i used to obviously to play games and stuff because the kids are grown up and they're kind of doing their own thing now but like we have the PS5 and we have the Switch. Or I have my Switch. Um, I'm finding myself playing more on the Switch than anything else because, like, the PS5 is hooked up to the big TV in the living room. So it's like people are trying to watch TV and movies, especially around this time of year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't really have time. Um, I wish there was like a really big PS5 title that I'm super excited for, you know, that I'm playing right now. But unfortunately, there isn't right now um i can't i don't have enough time to really get invested in something and like just play it like non-stop like i used to right i used to love playing like assassin's creed and like all these different games and really getting into it and you know me and eli were talking about the arkham trilogy the other day and how um we like i 100 at arkham knight like mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Like no way. Like I even mm-hmm. uh, the new the newer Tomb Raider games. Like I made it a point to one hundred percent all those. Also, um, don't have time yeah. to do that. Gone are those days, man. Dude, yeah. I, I could do like like I'm playing. Uh, I'm still playing Breath of the Wild. I've recently got back into it and I'm exploring that world. I'm trying to find like I like games that are like 
I pick up and go, right? Like yeah. one thing I love about the Switch is like it has the sleep feature, so you don't even really have to save it or anything. Oh, and then you just turn back on and be like right where you were. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and one of the games I recently, some of the games I recently fell in love with over the last couple of years, games like, uh, you know, did you ever play the Ori and the Blind Forest games? There's Ori and the Blind They're Forest. So beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like the first one, this, both of them made me cry. Like not even going to lie. Like within the first like five minutes, like I'm wow. like, in tears um and this is games called guacamelee (laughs) oh my gosh title alone incredible dude have you did you you ever know i've never even heard of that it's amazing i'm telling you dude so you basically play as a like uh 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 um what do they call the mexican wrestlers like i should know this the luchadors yeah yeah luchadors um you play as one of them but it's like in this weird fantasy world and it's this fantasy version of mexico uh and it's just a metroidvania type game right but there's a lot of brawling and stuff so much fun but easy game like it's not easy in like the sense that it's easy to beat it's easy because i can play like for five minutes put yeah. it down do what i'm doing and then go get back to it story is not very you know it, you know big or anything like that so i don't elaborate or anything like that so i don't have to worry about that um i can't think of the last like triple a like real uh, well breath of the wild i consider triple a game but i'm talking yeah. about something on ps5 um i can't I did play Super Mario Wonder on the Switch, which was really cool. Um, I think the last game, honestly, I really played through on the PS5 when he first got the PS5 was Stray. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. That game was incredible. Um, but again, it was short. It was easy to play. Um, didn't really require a lot of brain power. Like it was a really, <laughs> really amazing game. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 there's a lot of stuff I want to play. I'm, I'm really looking forward to We'll see how it goes, but I'm really, really looking forward to the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Oh my god, yeah. Like really excited for that. Love seeing Rocksteady. We talked about it last week, but Rocksteady yeah. kind of getting back in the game and stuff like that, doing it. Uh but w- w- what are some of your games that you're trying to get through? Um, I still need to go like I just spent at least like three hundred dollars on a bunch of games in the past six months that I haven't touched. So mm. all the way back to Jedi Survivor, I need to do that. Um, Spider-Man 2, that's another one. Mm-hmm um that's the huge one like those are the ones that are kind of priorities to me i do have a couple of games that i've downloaded that i can just pop in um like street fighter 6 like i I, since i bought it just so i can play for 10 minutes and then walk away um i recently played the you the ufc game um at my friend's house and i love those games i'm really good at those games it's unfair like i'm too good at those games um but yeah i just downloaded that and that's been a lot of fun um to play so like that's a real easy like 30 minutes and then i can walk away but my plan was spider-man 2 um originally but now it's just like i feel like my the my world is telling me that i'm supposed to play red dead 2 again oh my gosh um everything in my life is just pointing me like redirecting me back to to it everybody i talk to for whatever reason unrelated is just talking to me about red dead so it's just like well guess it's that time to saddle up um about that time of year again also i just want to go back to a rock star game because uh, oh, my god man i'm just in the mood now so. yeah 100 dude yeah i i really man i was, just, I was looking at a game to play because we have the game pass for the ps5 so there's yeah. like a ton of game tons of games and i'm like just scrolling through them and like every other game looks really cool and like i want to try it but like again, I don't have time to really invest, get into Spider Man Two, man. I I would, 
like i feel like i'm missing out because like i love spider-man right like i mean yeah. this game's supposed to be perfect i love the developer i love sunset overdrive right like sunset overdrive is one of my favorite games of all time and i know the same developers uh insomniac right yeah yeah, yeah, they did the Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 has a lot of the same kind of physics and stuff, which I which I really love. Um, but yeah, man, I just I can't I can't do it right now, unfortunately. It's just hard to commit to because, you know, like it's going to be good. It's not that I don't want to play it. It's just like the I, it's the commitment to the time. Yeah. Like yeah. I like to get invested in the story and like really yeah. like when I play a game like even on my Switch, like I have like listen these games are whatever and i absolutely love them though i love the life is strange games like i love them yeah it's like playing out a movie like you're you're there's not a lot of action involved it's just all about the story but again even something like that like i have to invest time into because mm. like it's all just like it's cut scene after cut scene you know like depending yeah. on your choices so it's like i have to really commit to something like that um I love Life is Strange. The first two are incredible, man. I, I'm playing through the third one. I'm slowly getting through the third one on the Switch, the True Colors, and it's incredible. It's got such a good vibe. Like, it's got such a good, like, it works for my anxiety because the music is just very folksy, like, relaxing. It takes place in Colorado, so, like, you have all these beautiful landscapes and, like, very hipster. It's very, like, all the characters are, like, you know, um, just either you know musicians or like artists or just like it's kind of this world that i used to kind of live in you know so yeah kind of yeah in a way um but it's just like this really beautiful story and very um meditative as well like there's so much going on like in this one you, you read people people's emotions and you react depending on how they're reacting to certain situations so um it's kind of cool Cool concept, cool idea, very fun. Lead character is amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just incredible, incredible gameplay experience. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm hoping to get through more games within the next couple weeks when I have when I have some time. Yeah, I'm just I'm still in that mode where I feel guilty sitting longer than 30 minutes on a game. Like I just like I got too much other things I could be doing. Um, which so adulting is just the worst man like just let me enjoy a video game for a couple of hours brain yeah. and i think um i think we could talk about this real quick because you had brought it up right before we started but you were talking about how we consume media right oh, like, yeah yeah you know and this is kind of one of those things that's kind of like as far as specifically um how i consume media has changed quite a bit the older i get right like i can't sit down and play those assassins creed anymore or any of these open world big titles i always joke with eli i'm like dude i gotta wait till like i'm retired until i get to like assassins creed valhalla right like there's no way i'm getting to right it. yeah um and even just like watching movies like we so just like christopher nolan intended it i did find the 4k of oppenheimer <laughs> Um, but we we watched like an hour of it today before I was like, I love the movie. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. But I was sitting there for so long that like even my wife was like, maybe we should pause it for a little bit, put it back on later. Um, a great movie. But like I was like, yeah, let's do that because like I was starting to feel guilty for just sitting there and like just watching this three hour epic, right? Like I was engaged. I was in it. But then I was like, 
I should be doing something else right now. <laughs> I could be working out. I could be writing. I could be doing cleaning my Lego room, whatever the case may be, right? How much of that comes from us being just grown-up adults and doing that, or how much of that is us being to really like really us being conditioned for the last how many years with shorter and shorter media like through youtube and now tiktok doing like minute video three minute videos you know what i mean like i know like even like the the this generation's attention span is a hell of a lot shorter you know like we were you know ridiculed for our short attention span when we were kids um and now even compare that to to these kids you know and like but i we're still part of that you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, am, am I just growing impatient with like long form media? No. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I do think that has something to do with it. Oh, absolutely. Cause like when COVID hits, I don't know if you remember this. I think we talked about it on pastrami at one point, but there is this thing called Quibi. Yes. You remember Quibi, mm-hmm. um, which their whole thing was like five, was it four, like no episode longer than like five or six minutes. Like it was these seasons of like, Prestige television too, right? Like you had big actors in these things. Like they were Steven Spielberg was doing a show on there. All these people were doing these shows on there. Crazy. But like the episodes were cut into like basically a season was it was cut into like five episodes. Each episode, quote unquote, was a five, 10 minute segment of this bigger thing. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it's the TikTokification of everything, right? It's like, you know, we watch I'm more so here's the thing. I've realized this over the last, probably the last year or so. I'm more inclined to put something on YouTube and watch like a YouTube video on whether it's a Disney vlogger or a paranormal thing or like whatever the case may be, rather than sit there and put on a TV show that I have to pay attention to for half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour or a movie. Like YouTube is like my... That's where I go now. When I turn on the TV, I go to YouTube, straight to YouTube. Some of these YouTube videos that I put on are like 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? An hour. But I don't have to sit there the whole time and watch it. Like I put on like a lot of the Disney vloggers, I put on while I'm cooking or while I'm doing something, you know, to keep me occupied because it's relaxing. I don't have to focus on it. It's on the TV and it's fun and it's entertaining, right? Like it just keeps you. Yeah you know, entertained and in, in, in that zone. I I think that's kind of one of like I noticed it now because there's way more unskippable ads. Um and it's like now we're kind of just back to normal ass TV mm-hmm. with the amount of commercials we have to sit through. Um but you know there's the difference also I think with social media is like the connection to those people that give us our entertainment so when we were younger there was like this mystery to like these celebrities because you know we didn't have access to them like we do now you know what I mean so it's like they everything that they did in their normal last life could be is was a complete mystery and what what made it made them larger than life because we didn't know then when we realized that like you know Oh, they're just like us, and that's kind of lame. Also, the fact that they're so accessible, I think, like takes down like that idea of the celebrity, like that we had in the '90s, like the Arnolds and the Slys and the Bruce Willis's. Oh and yeah, the Smiths. That doesn't exist anymore. That like you know what I mean. People aren't going to the movies for that person anymore. You know what I mean? Like like nobody as big as you might think a person is, like nobody's going to bring in 
uh, an audience just on their merit alone. Like, you know what I mean? If if the movie doesn't look fun, then like, sorry, Chris Hemsworth, you're still cool, but like, you weren't the one. You know what I mean? No, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, that that is something that I've noticed too over the last few. Like, I remember back in the day, like you'd go see, you know, the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You go watch the new Tom Cruise movie. You go watch the new Will right. Smith movie right like it didn't matter what it was like i remember i went to i'm not a bit a a boxing fan but i went to go watch ali because will smith was in it right Right. it was an amazing movie like i loved it um but yeah it was like that that big draw but they don't exist anymore you're right like i think i think a lot of that illusion was shattered with I, i personally i don't know about you i don't know what you credit with kind of starting that whole trend but i i personally think it was like the osbournes right like I feel oh like my god osbournes, dude <laughs> you remember the osbournes right this. no yeah ozzy used to have like this like air of mystery about him right like he was just really dark and like mysterious but then you watch something like the osbournes and he's just like a just so out of it completely out of it old man right, right. Like, i mean you know he you know his life has been what it what it is you know and that's kind of what we got to see um we got to see him raising his family him and sharon and jack and um oh my gosh i can't believe i forgot kelly kelly yeah all of them you know and then they had that normal that daughter that like didn't want anything to do with it like, yeah. she was like i hate to say that use this word but she was quote unquote like the normal one mm-hmm. <laughs> like she would like but then you'd see her from the used pop in every now and again before like the used was like the used and like all this thing um but uh but i i honestly credit the osbournes for kind of starting that trend and then you got obviously the kardashians right like the kardashians made it into its own institution like now every everyone has a reality show and it's it's crazy basically this all stems back to the writer's strike of 2007 that was what this whole thing comes down to Mm -hmm. damn it hollywood you bastards (laughs) um i mean like here's I, I kind of have we had this conversation and I I want to be very careful the way that I say this but like there was kind of, that was kind of the beginning of people becoming famous for no other reason than just being famous exactly right like I yeah. rem- I remember with I well, at least with the Osbournes I get it because they're related to Ozzy but like him yeah. and Paris Hilton were like the first of just like yeah. they're just famous for simple the whole life I remember the simple life <laughs> right. And yeah. it was like it, it, the, all that reality TV, and then like Jersey Shore started coming along, and then like Flavor of Love, and like it was fun, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those shows were fun, but like, man, like that was my least favorite part of the two thousands. Um, it's, I I think the thing that I like is the accessibility because like it, it now allows for these people who never would have had a chance. Like I love Huel Hauser, right? Mm-hmm. This Hugh Hauser in California's yeah. gold. I remember um, Hugh Hauser, yeah. Like absolutely. I love that. And like people like Justin Scard, uh, people like Adam mm-hmm. the Woo are like our generation's Hugh Hauser, you know, and we would have never seen them if it wasn't for a thing like YouTube. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's these people that would have like never be give, been given a chance, like who like absolutely should have a show. Look at what Adam's doing. He has a daily show for the last 10 years. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. that's crazy what these people are able to do. So I do. I do love the update with the platform. I do love like the relatability and to to know. I, I do like that celebrities are not so like 
it's demystified now. You know what I mean? It's not like this, like they're not so incredibly untouchable. You know yeah. what I mean? They're all fuck ups like us too. So 100%. Um, yeah. And I think that's important for us to not like hero worship, you know, mm-hmm. like people like that too, for their sake too. Cause that's hard for people to have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like people that you don't know coming up to you, her hero worshiping you, like that's mm-hmm. too much to put on them too. So. I don't know. I'm going down a way different. No, please. No, absolutely. Um, And I I completely agree because that, so, you know, that, that, that idea of being famous for being famous, right? Like that's, you know, you got, like you said, the Paris Hilton's Kardashians and stuff. Yeah. They, they, that it did bother me, not bother me, but like, it was kind of like, why do I care about like Paris Hilton? Right. Like, why do I care about Kim Kardashian? Like, they're just on TV, like they don't do anything. And this isn't like in defense of them at all, per se. But like they they do, uh, you know, specifically talents like them, like they do do a lot, right? right. Like, you, you know, they're, they're not just sitting there looking pretty, which, you know, <laughs> I'm not arguing that they're not pretty. But like they're they're they do do stuff in their lives that makes a difference, at least in their lives, right? Like they're able to, they they kind of earn this to an extent, I think. Yeah. Right. And I, I find the same with like you were saying, like YouTube, like people who are on YouTube and they're, 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 they're just doing these amazing things and they're doing, putting out weekly, like daily content. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard, man. Like I could barely keep up with like, I, I was doing like TikToks for a while. Right. With like Lego stuff and everything. So much. Dude, it's a lot. And I can't imagine putting together like a 45 minute video walkthrough of like, hidden mickeys in disneyland yeah whatever the case a week once a week that's a lot of work insane man like it's so you know like like you said you know you got adam brew and like you know um provost park pass like all these people who do this for like but they put in the work like it's not like i've been watching this guy jojo for a while i don't know if you've seen but he does a lot of stuff he's in uh, florida but Mm -hmm. there's a walt Mm -hmm. disney world stuff super talented kid like just amazing at first he i'm not gonna lie it was was a little like too much for me like but like after getting to know him and he's also like actually i was talking to cassie about this just not too long ago because we watched one of his videos and i love him because he's 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 a he's like us like he's a regular person he's very vulnerable he's very open about his mental health which i think which obviously to me is like a huge thing like i love he's going to go in front of all of his followers. Like this guy gets, you know, millions of, you know, thousands of views on his videos daily. And he talks about his mental health and he talks about how he needs to, he might need to take some time off of the YouTube thing because it's, you know, for the holidays, just to kind of be with family and hang out, do his own thing. He's not going to be vlogging for a week because he's doing all that, taking care of himself, going to be back on New Year's day at at Disney, whatever. Uh, I think that's amazing. Like that's, Self-care is super, super important. And when you see people like that on YouTube or wherever they're at, you know, reality shows or whatever, I think that's super important to kind of bring them down. They come down to our level a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap. Like I was telling her, like, I, I feel like he's like a little brother that I'm like, I just, whenever he says he's having a bad day, I just want to give him a hug and be like, dude, it's all right. You're going to get through this just fine. You're doing amazing things. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a lot more than I ever did in my life, you know? Um, 
I think that's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I completely agree. I think that it's... Um... I, I think that's what's so beautiful about, like, YouTube. Because I, I think that's where it really flourishes. And, like, YouTube doesn't allow... Like, it, it not the... What's the word? Um, the algorithm- natural selection, I guess, of YouTube doesn't... Yeah. It, does not favor the famous sorry will smith like you know what i mean like i think people have we know we go to youtube because we want to see real people mm-hmm. right? we we don't want to see like all of that stuff and like you know we also it's this weird balance of like i want to see it real but i also want to see nice presentation right you know yeah. what i mean so yeah like, no i and they you know and they like you said like uh, you were saying they do the work they put in the work and they right, do right. The ones that I pay attention to and focus to are, are focus on are the ones that yeah, and listen their work. Right. Yeah, they take pride in their work, and they might not be like the best production values, right? Because I mean, again, a lot of these are like smaller operations, man. Yeah. It's like some dude sitting like we're doing right now. We're just sitting here at our computers, pod- yeah. talking into microphones. Like, um, uh, but some of you guys are um, ordinary journeys. Your guys's production level mm. is insane ordinary adventures ordinary adventures sorry yeah magic journeys you guys too love yeah. you guys um justin your editing is absolute like a clinic a clinic um adam the woo and justin uh Oscar are my absolute like favorite youtubers period uh mm-hmm. done done um justin i just i i don't know you're probably never going to hear this, but if you do hear this, I want you to know that I sincerely love you, man. Like what you have done. I'm going to get emotional. Like <laughs> um, all of the joy that you brought. Uh, yeah. It's really, really cool that you bring into a lot of people's homes. So it means a lot. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, uh, I like it. He was actually over here. I just, I, we have this little theme park over here called Enchanted Forest. Oh yes! Did you? Yeah, yeah, and him and Allie were there. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not too far from here. Uh, we've been wanting to go and check it out, but after watching his video, we're like, yeah, it'd be fun. Like, it'd be. I think the reason why we haven't went because it looks like a really fun place, but it's one of those places you pay to get in. Yeah. But then you have to pay for like the individual ride tickets and stuff like that, so it becomes a lot of money when you have the kids and everything. Charming little place, though. Dana and Absolutely. I went back in 2015. I think uh, mm-hmm. we were in Portland for a wedding. Oh, cool. We saw it on the way there, and on the way, we were like, "We have, there's no way we're leaving this place and not." Oh, did you go? We absolutely on the way out, we hit it up. It started raining; it was perfect. Oh, Um, we also, um, we're used to Disneyland. We're like Disney adults, but it was very people were like, "Where are your children?" Um, (laughs) Because we are childless. Um, So that, yeah, we that was one time where I was like, "Okay, I feel a little." It's a good thing I'm with you because, yeah. Hey man, if you're ever if you're ever up in Portland again, we got the kids. We'll all go. We'll all go. We'll go. We'll it's go. Quite there. charming. It's it's, it's quite beautiful. That's cool, man. Yeah, we're really excited to check that out. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, I think that's our show, man. I think so. I think uh, next week we're gonna have a best of list. So we're gonna be talking about our favorite things from this year. Um, gonna do uh, some top five movies and top five other media that we really really dug and enjoyed this year um and i just want people to remember there's a difference between favorite and best right yes so i think we're gonna do our favorites um just kind of things that we really gravitated to and we really love this year i think that is the best way to do it <laughs> absolutely 100 because there is you know uh yeah there's that whole debate but uh we got to watch a couple movies i haven't watched any 
I haven't watched as much stuff as I've been wanting to this year, unfortunately, yeah. specifically movies. Um, but uh, we did have a almost Barbenheimer weekend. We watched Barbie again on Saturday, which I oh, freaking, dude, I love that movie so much. So so good. Speaking of which, Kate McKinnon just hosted SNL. I missed it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, Peacock. Did you watch it? I watched bits and pieces. It's, you you can never go wrong with Kate. It's oh, always a good time. Um, I thought last week's with uh, Adam Driver was fantastic too. Yeah, also, same yeah. thing. You can't go wrong with Adam Driver. Also, before that, Emma Stone. You can't go wrong with Emma Stone. Yeah. She was a big five timer. Who yeah. is her fifth? Um, yeah, SNL has been pretty good. Um, I I am a huge huge fan of SNL. There, it's not always funny, but I appreciate the big swings and misses. So, oh my gosh, dude, that that production schedule they have. It's like it's I. No matter how good or bad the show is, like. It still just blows my mind it's that like, they pulled it off. I like, can't believe it's insane. Like the talent and the amount of work that goes into just one episode. Like it's and it, it's 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 live. Like it's, yeah. it's it's in the title, but like I don't know if people actually realize. Like it's live. Like they all the sets are moving. It's just this insane. It's also just some of my favorite comedians. I, I'm gonna say this. My favorite women in comedy but it's not even fair because it's just my favorite comedians like outcome from snl like Mm -hmm. amy poehler tina fey maya fucking rudolph and my god i love uh cecily strong kate mckinnon i can keep going leslie jump like you know what i mean like i just love a 80 bryant like heidi gardner like Mm -hmm. the new cast like is there's so much talent um some of the funniest people Uh, abby elliott's one of my favorites like she's um I had no idea she was honestly related to Chris Elliott to like, I didn't know that. So you said that right. Yeah. Now. That's her son or that that's, that's her dad. So yeah. Uh, Abby, oh my God. His daughter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I was going to say uh, uh, Cicely strong is I love her. Uh, Kate McKinnon, man, Kate McKinnon. I, I feel like she should be bigger than she is. <laughs> You know I what think I mean? like that's it's her choice. I feel I like know it is. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It, it's but I agree with you. But she's just she's such a like for dude, and I'm I'm one of the people honestly, and I know this is gonna cause a lot of whatever, but I actually enjoyed the 2016 Ghostbusters. Hey, dude, um, that was I will yes, I'm 100 with you. That was a good movie. That was a lot yeah, it was it was great. It was fun, and I think uh, McKinnon was like my uh, by far like stole yeah. the show for me. She was man. I also loved Kevin, Chris Hemsworth. Kevin. Yeah, of course. Uh, he was great. Um, but yeah, um, oh, gosh, came yeah that that whole cast is just yeah. Kristen Wiig, God. Um, Kristen Wiig, uh, even, you know Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, who she's honorary SNL. God damn it! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so often. Um, great. Um, I well, I okay. I'm not gonna lie. She's hit or miss for me, but for the most part, I really, really like Melissa McCarthy. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Leslie. Uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, Leslie Jones. Leslie um, Jones. She's yeah. hilarious. Who? Did us run on the Daily Show a couple of weeks and killed it guest hosting. Yeah. It was really good. Um, so fantastic. We need more Leslie in our life. Um, I there are some people that just kind of left the the cast that I I love dearly. Um, Kyle Mooney also. He no. did a lot of those real weird videos. He does a lot of voice acting. He's like Michelangelo for the Ninja Turtles often now. Oh really? Um, yeah. I want to see more of his stuff. His skits were like some of my favorite skits in snl history they were so weird um but yeah i mikey day god dang i just I, i'm like a fanboy so i don't know, you know it's crazy. i was thinking the other day we were watching snl actually the, the adam driver one last week i was like thinking like 
I feel like like um, Keenan, you know, longest no, running cast member ever. Was that, yeah, yeah, like he's like that's, but like how long he's been in the sketch game, like yeah. just from from yeah like, before like, that even. Yeah, he was like a kid, like mm-hmm. he was like a teenager when he started. Like it's even before that with things like well, it was all, all that, that. Yeah. and like you know he did the Good Burger movies spinoff. Yeah, of that. like. It like it blows my mind how long he's been doing it and he's still going strong he's like, still one of the fun i can't st- it's hard for him like i wouldn't be able to do that show because he alone would just make me break every time 100 he's amazing like and, um yeah man, we gotta do a whole snl episode i um, would be happily happily um talk about our favorite cast and stuff but anyways guys Thank you all for checking out the show. Thank you all for joining us. Um, it was a great time. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Pastrami Nation too. We have the Pastrami Nation podcast every Tuesday night. We do that live. I think we're going to be doing some fun holiday stuff uh, this coming week. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe this show. Uh, if you can share it, that would be amazing. Um, and tell your friends. We don't just talk about movies and nerdy stuff. We talk about sports and boxing too. Fitness. Let's get, let's get, <laughs> let's start nerd fitness on here, man. And let's start, let's all work together and be confident. Um, great people. Um, Christian, where can they find you at? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Christian Nakorda. Uh, let's draw. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on all those things as well. Um, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um, join me. I, I don't draw, but we can do something. We can hang out. We can talk about Disney. We can talk about whatever. Let's just let's just chill. Let's just chat. Um, the thing is, I can draw, just not very good, right? Like every, every no, I believe that's everyone, your opinion, though. Everyone can draw, just not 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 as good as Christian. Um, this is this is factual. It is factual, 100 <laughs> uh, You're a professional. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for checking out the show. Hope you all are having a good holiday. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, all the fun stuff. Um, please have fun. Be safe out there too. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we will see you guys next week. And as usual, stay nervous. Bye-bye.